All right. Yeah. Our cold open. This is our cold open. <laughs> we don't know what that means. We don't. Does anyone know what a cold open is? I, th- I think it's when the show just starts. Well, I think it's when the show just starts, like without without opening music, without a setup, without a warning. Well, it just then there you go. go. Cold open. That's what this one is. And then we'll have our music come in later. Yeah, the music will come in later. <laughs> We have a sponsor. We have a sponsor? Yeah, we're, we. this is our first sponsor who hasn't really... We're not really making any money off the sponsor, but it's still... It's an it's an advertisement. We're going to okay. open up with an advertisement. Fantastic. We're opening with an advertisement. An advertisement? <laughs> an advertisement? What did I say? An advert... I think you might have said... Advertisement? Ad- advertisement. I didn't say that, but I, I will now. Yes, now you will. It's so an advertisement. This is our, the first advertisement on our podcast. Okay. Here we go. Go. Stamford on Brooklyn 2009 T, available now. This is from Vic Fleming. Vic! The gavel. Wait, where does the, okay. where does the sound effect go? It goes after the gavel. I thought it went before the gavel. No, it goes it goes Vic the gavel Fleming. Okay. All right, you ready? Sure. This is so this is from Vic the gavel Fleming. Okay. Uh, so he designed a t-shirt. He okay. designed the t-shirt last year. Okay. And he designed the t-shirt again this year. Okay. Um, I swear Enterprises is offering the Stamford on Brooklyn 2009 t-shirt for sale now. On the back of the shirt is a 17 by 17 crossword grid whose theme pertains directly to this year's ACPT. Do we, should we go any, into any We'll go into more detail about the ACPT a little later. So I just well, want I to summarize because I haven't been paying enough attention. Vic uh, Fleming designed a, a shirt. Yes. And he's selling it. He's selling it. But he's not advertising it himself. He's hired us to advertise it for him. Right. Because we have a wider audience <laughs> than he does. Is that, is that sort of the gist? Well, I don't think you can advertise stuff while being a judge in a court. Is that a conflict of interest? I think it is. Is that what it is? I think it is. Okay. The grid on the back and the printing on the front are about one foot square. This is not screen printing. Okay. The grid includes are digitally transferred to the shirt itself, so the shirt remains as comfortable as when manufactured. There is no feeling of having a piece of cardboard on your back or stomach. Well, I don't like that feeling. <laughs> That's a bad I, I've, feeling. I've had that feeling before. Uh, the shirts are Hanes Beefy Tea. Mm. <laughs> Steel gray in color and very nice. Okay. Ask your favorite blogspot host. That would be. Now, did we establish that the that the theme of this? Well, we... that's what I was when I said detail. I said, should we go into detail? Well, what's about that, that last sentence though? Ask your favorite blogspot host. Well, so what? does this puzzle on the shirt have something to do with blogspot? What is Blogspot? It's actually, it's the site that hosts some blogs. I believe Orange's blog is through Blogspot. I think Rex is also through Blogspot. We don't so really, they want to, so, so ask either Orange or <laughs> Rex. Rex, because they're the only two. Right. Uh, Jim Horn's blog is on the New York Times, and ours is on uh, Ryan Faces the World Empires <laughs> dot net. Right. Uh, so anyway, the, the, the puzzle is constructed by Victor Fleming. Uh, Victor. Victor. Well, it says Victor, so I just read it. Maybe that's the same person, though, right? As Vic Fleming? Yes. I, I think it is the uh, same person. The price is $30, plus shipping if you act now. Call Bridgeway Press at, at 501-907-7377 or email Frank Ross at bridgepress at windstream.net. And we'll put all this on the blog. We'll put this on the blog. So if you're, But if you're going to the ACPT, you can buy them there? Or do you have to order them ahead of time? 
You can buy them there, but I think he'd prefer it if you ordered them ahead of time. Because he wants everyone to show up wearing it. Right. Is that the idea? I think so. Uh, are you going to wear yours uh, at the at the panel? I don't think I'm going to wear mine on the panel, but no. I'll probably wear mine at some point during the weekend. Yeah? Yes. Okay. I mean, I want if we both wear... You're going to wear something for the panel, though, aren't you? Well, pants. <laughs> That's a start. <laughs> no, but you're going to like get an outfit. Or are you just going to go as you? I was just going to go as me. Yeah. Are you getting an outfit? <laughs> I don't know. Should we get the same outfit? I was going to go as you. <laughs> I was going to be you and see if anybody noticed. Why would they even know? They don't even know who we are. See? I'm off to a great start. I already have the edge. <laughs> uh, the, that, the $30 price applies to short sleeve shirts of small, medium, large, and extra large sizes. Larger sizes and long sleeve shirts cost a bit more. Also, a couple of other colors are available, including ash, the color of last year's shirt, which was very popular. Okay. Did you get last year's shirt? I did not. I did not either. I am a cheapskate. Well, I didn't know they existed, of course, because last year, at this time last year, at this time last year, I had done three crossword puzzles right. so far in, in my life. life. Yes. And uh, so I didn't, I didn't know anything. And I went to the thing, and I, I did the tournament, and I sucked at it, and, and, and I didn't know anything, and I didn't know anybody, and I didn't do, you know, I, I didn't really go out of my way to... Embrace. To embrace or be embraced or anything. Uh, <laughs> I, I stayed... Very still and immobile. Uh-huh. I thought that like crossword people were kind of like bears. Like the, the their 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 sight was based on motion. <laughs> like if I didn't move, I they a, wouldn't know I was I there. It's a dinosaur you're thinking of. That's a tyrannosaurus. Dinosaurs rex. are like bears. That... <laughs> I don't think bears are are like that at all. Really? I think I they're... thought if you were in the woods being chased by a bear, you're supposed to like stand next to a tree and stop moving. Next to a tree? Well, yeah. Well, they well, if you just stop where you are, he's going to run right into you. I think you're supposed to climb you. a tree. Can't bears climb trees? Well, I think you have to climb faster than a bear. Well, I certainly can't do that. <laughs> Why have you abandoned me in the woods with a bear? I don't like this scenario at all. Well, I've already climbed the tree. No, you have. There's no way you can climb a tree. I could climb one faster than you. That is probably true. So there you go. You could climb a tree in about nine and a half days. <laughs> I can climb a tree in two weeks. If there were low-hanging branches, I could climb a tree pretty well. Really? Yes. I, I, I feel confident of my tree That's climbing. That's very unusual for you. <laughs> well, my tree climbing abilities, wow. when the tree has low-hanging branches, I feel I could climb a tree quite well. Yeah? Yes. That sounds like a good time to segue into the next segment of our program. <laughs> it does. Episode 40 and 1. Episode 40 and 1. Oh. Start with this. Go to this. All right. You are in charge of starting this. Oh. Is this what I'm doing? Exactly. Viewer mail! Opening it up. In this week's viewer mailbag, we've received several messages that we're going to talk about. The first one is from Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire and constructor of the Friday Puzzle. Yes. Mike says, hey guys, I'm listening to... But you have to read the... the... This is a long overdue email. I like this because it sounds like if if J.R.R. Tolkien was writing emails to people... Did you put an extra R in his name? J.R.R. Are you sure you didn't say J.R.R.R.? J.R.R.R.? Yeah. Why would I say J R R R? He didn't write any. Because <laughs> you, you do things like that. I don't know. But I didn't do it that time. Are you sure? I'm I'm relatively certain. <laughs> How's that? All right. So if Token wrote something, why? if he wrote emails, I feel like the subject of his emails would sound something like this: a long overdue email, a shortcut to mushrooms, that kind of thing. <laughs> am I am I alone with this? Yes. All right. <laughs> 
So Mike emails us with, hey guys, I'm listening to podcast number 38 part 2, a.k.a. podcast number 38B, a.k.a. podcast number 38 and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> First, I want to apologize for not writing as often as my nickname implies I should. I started an email that answered some of your math-related questions, but the email has since vanished. If you still want the answers, ask me the questions again. Mike goes on to say, one is not a prime number because a prime number is divisible by exactly two distinct numbers, itself and one. At some point in the history of math, the exactly two distinct numbers part was left out, and one was considered a prime number. There are a lot of other mathematical reasons that it makes sense not to label one as a prime number, but most of them are only useful when you start doing mathematics at levels much higher than those I actually understand. This I don't believe. I believe he, he understands all levels of mathematics. I believe that too. I think he understands all levels of mathematics, and I think that that sentence used to be, but most of them are only useful when you start doing mathematics at levels much higher than yours. Right. And then he thought he'd be polite and took right. that out and right. changed it to make right. it self-deprecating and inaccurate. I still do not understand, because a prime a, isn't seven divisible by two distinct numbers, seven yeah. and itself, and no, one? Seven and one. Right. Those are the two distinct numbers, 7 and 1. Okay, and then 1 is divisible by, by only 1. only one distinct number. So what's the name for that? Primo? I don't know. So that's our question of the week to you, Mike Nothnagel. What If 1 is not a prime number... What is it? What is it? Exactly. What is it? Wow. The mysteries just <laughs> abound. But why don't you go on to the next viewer mail? I'm going on to the next viewer mail. This is from Robin Brooks, who I don't believe she... I think she wrote this to the blog and not the podcast, but we're going to read it anyway. Sure, why not? I'm sure... Maybe we can convert her into a listener. Now, you see, we're assuming that it's a woman. You were, and so I just went with it. Did I Did I say she? Yeah, you started we, with we, she. We don't actually know. We if, don't. If Robin is a man or a woman. So Robin is now like our third potential, you know, we don't know the gender person. Yes. Now, Who's, others have been solved. There's Pat Manzo. There was Pat Manzo, and there was a, there was, uh, well, there was Crosscan, who's, we didn't... We thought we, we thought we he was Cross Cross name. Well, I don't think we knew Cross. I mean, Crosscan's name is Jeffrey, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I think I've it was forgotten. Jeffrey. I forgot. Uh, anyhow, so we learned that Crosscan was a man, and Pat is not a man, and uh-huh. Robin, we don't know. We don't. But but he or she yeah. says, "Hi guys, pardon my ignorance. I'm just starting. Were you being facetious?" See, now you didn't read the title, did you? You didn't bother to read the title oh. of the email. Damn it. Um, Would you read the J.R.R.R. token title, please? A shortcut to the C division? Hi, guys. Pardon my ignorance. I'm just starting. Were you being facetious, or are there really divisions that people are in? First of all, I don't like the word facetious. Facetious is my least favorite word in the English, English language. All right. What about facetiously? I don't, I don't like facetious or any derivatives of facetious. Oh. I just, why can't you people... You know, facetiously has, has an interesting uh, thing about it. You what? know this thing about it? It kind of sounds like feces? No. It has all of the vowels, including the sometimes vowel, Y, facetiously, has all of the vowels. In order. Including the Y, in order. Wow. I think that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I still don't like the, the word. Really? I don't understand the point of it. Why can't people just say sarcastic? I don't know. There's, it's a synonym. I know, but I don't... I, I, this, I, this is nothing... Is this sort of like how there's lots of girls out there who don't like the word moist... I mean, is this like that? Like the word just makes you feel well, creepy? Moist is onomatopoetic, isn't it? No, it's onomata. It's not onomata anything. <laughs> well, what do you, what do you? Well, the word sounds. No, I think the, the problem word feels is that, wet to me. No, 
So it's not like like bang, which is onomatopoetic, which sounds like bang. Moist doesn't sound like moist, but it 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 feels moist when I say it in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, she said this is nothing against you, Robin. He or she. Oh, what, what, what do we dug even, yourself into an endless trench of doom. Why do we even bother? Because he or she is never going to write us no, again. No, I know. It doesn't matter. Um, yes, we have a viewer mail from Tyler Hinman. Insert Tyler, kick-ass nickname here. Tyler Hinman. Uh, Tyler Hinman writes to us. Uh, this is uh, entitled, Upon Further Consideration. Now, for those uh, who are regular viewers of our program here, you'll remember that uh, we. this is now the third show in a row in which Ryan's Would You Rather disgusting would you rather uh is being game. discussed by only one other person yeah so uh tyler uh has I, what should we recap here what has tyler done so far we 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 proposed the the challenge right and tyler said he would much rather go on the cruise because he thought he could escape uh the annoying person uh whereas the date would be too humiliating and he wants to have a better chance at the girl Right, but there are you, there's no escaping the annoying person. There's no escaping the annoying person, and this is your only opportunity for a first date with right. this girl. Uh, so you're stuck. Now, Tyler has said, uh, thank you, gentlemen, for closing all those loopholes for me. Although you didn't address the possibility of an alcohol-fueled rage followed by pushing the annoyance overboard. Then again, I suppose that has undesirable legal consequences. So let's close that loophole. The side of the cruise, uh-huh. there, there are walls up the side of the boat. <laughs> so there's no pushing overboard. You no, can you probably can't. slam him into the wall, but it's like a hockey arena. Tyler, you're a hockey fan, so it's, imagine it's like that. Right, right? and he, he cannot be injured or killed. That's right. Um, allow me to ask a rather disgusting question. What kind of pants pooping are we talking here? Is it just a little dribble or something, uh, a little dribble or something, or a full-on load? I am prepared to change my answer on this issue. I, I pictured it as a load. I think it's a load, too. I mean, yes. I, I think it is, I, 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 it is irreparable damage. Right. <laughs> I think that's the idea. It is nothing you can cover up. It is nothing you can mask with perfume or deodorant, <laughs> you know. Where would you put the deodorant? <laughs> I don't know. Be creative. No, 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 no. This is, this is blatant and obvious. Yes. Uh, and the only thing working in your favor in this circumstance is that the girl will not leave until the date is over. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how bad you smell or how bad you look. The she's going go to on. stay for five hours at least. So if you feel that you can overcome that. Yeah. If you can be charming enough to make her forget about all stains and odors, <laughs> then I think option B is the way you're going to go. But we don't want to uh, Anyway, you. Tyler signs this with devoting way more thought to this than anyone should. Tyler, insert kick-ass nickname here. And I think at this point we should plug next week's show. We uh, think that next week's show is going to feature an interview with none other than Tyler, than Hinman. Tyler Hinman. Insert kick-ass nickname here. Yes. Uh, Tyler's going to bless us, grace us, with his, honor us with uh, his intellect, yeah. his charm. Wait, no, 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 no. We have charm because we're doofuses. He's oh. not a doofus. He's oh, a right. genius. He is a genius. Is genius another word for charm? I don't think so. No? Uh, yes, yeah, so he, 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 we've scheduled him to be on the show next, next week. Anything can happen at this point, but we plan on having him on. Uh, we, have, we have two more viewer mails left here. Which one do you want? Uh, Do you want the shorter one or the much more difficult, longer one? I'll take the short... Wait, which one? Wait. There you go. There you go. You want to read that one? Here you go. You get get the much shorter one. All right. This is from uh, M-O-D-F-W-O-T-C-D. 
Yes. Mud for, mud for what good? Mud for what good? Uh, <laughs> she says she's. This is a. This is an informational email to yes. all of our listeners. Yes, a public service announcement. A PSA. Thank you for, you know, acronyming. You're welcome. What I had said. Uh, when seeking out a sample puzzle, she was uh, researching. About she was researching the ACPT. Oh, I see. Yes. So, and when seeking out the sample puzzle, there's that sample puzzle that right. you can do. Right. Uh, I discovered www.crosswordtournament.com slash online slash index dot htm. Right. Also, crosswordtournament.com, and there's a link there. Okay. That's probably an easier way to do it. There's also a link. Crosswordtournament.com. There's also www.crosswordtournament.com slash info slash offer dot htm. Okay. Still, crosswordtournament.com, and there's a link. Uh... Thank you. Your <laughs> listeners who can't get to New York for the tournament might enjoy doing the puzzles online in the same time frame, if only to be blown away by the crazy short times of the winners, uh, possibly DFWTCD. Yes. Uh, it's just $20, and maybe some will find they really are competitive. I think I'll just do it to be there a bit during that weekend while waiting to hear the outcome. So the point of this is that you can do the puzzles of the tournament without attending the tournament yes. for a much lower price. Yes, it's not. I mean, I've never done it. I, I'm assuming it's not quite as much fun. I, I doubt it. And you're not there. You're not with everybody. And you're not going to be not ranked. in the middle of it. No, you're not. Well, are you ranked ultimately? I don't, I don't think so because you can you can look up the answers. Oh, I guess that's true. You can Google. You can cheat. Yes. And there, is anybody timing you, or you just get the puzzles? You can just do the puzzles. Clearly, we don't know. We have no idea. But it is $20. It is. So $20 for a mystery event is <laughs> pretty much what we can offer you. It's not a bad price. No. How about you give me $20? I'll take you to a mystery event right now. Mm, uh, 15 15 Yes. All right. Let's do it. All right. Give me the $15. Uh, I'll get it to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know you're not good for it. Uh, we have our final viewer mail. Final viewer mail. It's titled, Incoming Viewer Mail. It is from Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant says, Hi guys, last week I found your podcast, and instead of starting at episode one, I started at episode 38, the two-parter. Good choice. Imagine my surprise when you made the claim just near the end of 38B that if there were any rookie listeners out there still listening, you'd buy them pizza at Grimaldi's. I don't remember making this claim. I don't remember making this claim either, and it's it's sad, the timing of this email, with the timing of some other news we're going to have to break to our viewers a little right. bit later. Stephen goes on with, interestingly, you also said, only a few minutes before your potentially ill-conceived and hopefully not insincere pizza offer, that you knew two Canadian males <laughs> that listen to your podcast. Well, increase that by 50%, boys, because I'm in that club. I know of CrossCan from the blogs. I go by the nickname Opus 2. And I'm hoping I've to meet Opus him too. and other Canadians at the tourney. Like you, I'm actually going to be there in an official capacity. Are we going to be there in official capacity? Oh, we're on the panel, so that sort of makes us official. Do we get a uniform? Yes. Do people salute us? Yes. Okay, good. You look for that. Make sure you don't come into the room until you've received your uniform or your salute. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I'm there in an official capacity. Magmic, M-A-G-M-I-C, Magmic Games, sure. is the lead sponsor of the tournament this year. And in addition to being vice president of operations for that company, I'm also the executive producer of the mobile version of the New York Times crossword puzzle. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Now, I believe that this is like some software you can put on your mobile phone right. to do the New York Times crossword puzzle on your phone. I right? have a Crosslight mobile. I don't know if that's the same You know, thing. I have a Crosslight mobile, and mine isn't working anymore, by the way. Really? Yeah, mine, mine no longer, when I, when I check what I've entered, 
it doesn't highlight the letters in red that I have wrong. It used to do that. Now it doesn't do it. Does it do that little triangle at the in the corner? I don't know about triangles in the corner. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a cure. Story. I don't have a cross light for the phone. I have something else. It's something have, else for the phone. It's I like cross B-E light. crossword or something. I have a cross light mobile, which is all right. My my cross light on my computer is busted. Yeah, your your clock is the like t- hidden. The, t- the timer yeah. is in a different application. Right. <laughs> very weird. Um, I believe that the New York Times mobile comes for uh, either BlackBerry or iPhone, which makes it useless for me. Right, and useless for me as well. Because I have a Palm Centro, which is a piece of crap. That's and what the PC Palm Centro. Piece I thought of you crap. liked it. No, I hate it. The wife got the Centro. I know. She both, didn't like it either. No, and and my wife has one. We want to get rid of them. We hate them. I thought you liked that. And we hate them. My wife got it on the basis of the fact that you liked it. I did like it, and now I don't. What, what don't you like about it? I don't it? like because owning it requires a, uh, a, a, a data plan, uh-huh. and the data plan is stupid expensive. Uh-huh. And so that my wife owns a phone, too. Now we pay for these two data plans that neither of us really use much. You have to get a different plan. We spend an extra $100 a month for these data plans. You need to get a different it's, plan. It is And I nonsense. don't understand how you use that Centro anyway with those gigantic hands of yours. I have gigantic hands. And that phone is very my small. My hands are, are quite normal relative to my height. I'm very tall and I have, I'm I have not, large hands. I'm not saying... I'm you have miniature hands. I have miniature hands. You should hands. be in the circus. <laughs> the miniature hand circus? Yes, would you use your miniature hand to close up the viewer mailbag? <laughs> You hear that? Barely. My miniature snaps. Yeah, it's the sound of one tiny finger snapping. <laughs> you may yell, losing it. In. <laughs> oh my god! One thing we have to mention before we go on: we have a guest today. We, we do. Mention, oh my god! It's been a half an hour. We haven't we even have mentioned guest. our guest. But before we, we do that, have we, a guest. we want to say that our uh, our guest from uh, three weeks ago or two episodes ago. Matt Jones. Yeah, Matt Jones. Of Matt Jones. Jonesin, of The Onion. Yes. Of Jonesin. Yes, uh, and also of The Onion. Uh, wrote a puzzle. And featured on Fill Me In, the podcast. And uh, that should be his, the first thing that we mentioned. Yes, Matt Jones of Fill Me In. Of Fill Me In, the podcast. The cross-bird bank job. <laughs> uh, he wrote a puzzle about us. This he is did. the third person to do this. Yes, Barry C. Silk did this. a puzzle about us. The third person. Barry C. Silk did one. Vic the Gavel Fleming, Fleming did one. And Matt Jones. And Matt Jones. Are we leaving anybody one. out? Maybe. I hope we aren't. But uh, he wrote a puzzle about us and, and we it got it got lost in our email our It did. The puzzle is titled If It Weren't for Ryan and Brian. We'd so have, that's the title. Well, no. Oh, oh! If it weren't for Ryan and Brian, we'd have these other guys to deal with. And it's a fun puzzle. It's, it is. We're going to put it on the blog. By the time you're listening to this, you'll know that the link is there. It's a it's a PDF. Should yep. we ask him if we can get a puzz format? I like the puzz. If format. you want to ask, you go ahead and ask. All right, maybe I'll ask. Why don't you ask? Uh, and this also brings up one other thing. We're going to start having a page on the website to put these puzzles that people send us. Yes. And so if people want to send us more puzzles... Any puzzles that you have no forum to showcase them in... Send them to us. Send them to us. So, like, if you're Brendan Emmett Quigley, you have a site, so don't send us anything. But, or do anyway. But if you're not Brendan Emmett Quigley, and most of you aren't, uh, send them to us, and we'll put them on our site, and... and, uh, We, We don't pay. We don't pay anything, no, but, uh, but you'll have the glory of your puzzle being on a site that at least four people will see. Right. 
uh, and and you can then give the address for that site to your friends. Yes, and, and if it's a puzzle that you're not sure that people are going to like or not, and you just want people to do it, two or three people, that's yeah. about our the traffic that we get. That's right. I then, mean, like, you'll do it, and I'll do it. And then... And then that's about it. Right. right? Well, Dan Fayer might do it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so if you want to get some critique on your puzzle... Yeah, well, don't don't come to us. What? 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 How are you going to critique somebody's? Well, puzzle? no. If somebody what else, are you going to tell them? Somebody else wants to critique. We're going to have it. a forum where people can critique puzzles. But, well, let's start slow. Let's oh. just first have a page, and then we'll get some. If if we get puzzles, then maybe we can move on to a. Forum. All right. All, All right. right, we have to get to the we guest. We do. Our guest has been waiting eagerly by the phone. Right. Our our the the, the call light has been blinking here. All right. So it, you uh, do these things with the numbers. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the things with the numbers. All right. That was the dialing and the ringing. Yes, now the ring. <laughs> Good evening. Hey, hello, Helene? Yes. Oh, I, I got it correct. I knew how to pronounce it. You sure did. <laughs> you, uh, please say your entire name for us, please. Helene Hovanek. Helene Hovanek. And you are uh, the point person for Will Shorts. For the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament, yes. We have the tournament coming up. In- we do. Now, you're not Will Shorts' point person for everything, just for the tournament. So you don't you don't know like what kind of sandwiches he likes or or, or I have I have a good idea about, about the kind of sandwiches he likes, but I don't think I should divulge that information. Really? I wanted to know that. Can you give us a hint? Can you give us a type of bread? I think so too, but again, I, that's that's top secret. All right. Wow. Fine. It, wow. Well, is, is, he has trained you well. Things are under <laughs> things are under some very tight wraps here. <laughs> So, uh, t- tell us what exactly you do as the as the point person for the ACPT. And we should mention, just to, for people who are listening to this at some other point, that the tournament is in two weeks. The tournament... Actually, it's, it's less than two weeks. Two weeks from today, it will be finished. That's right. Oh, my God. That's February right. That's right. So, so it's about... Ele- 11 days. 11 wow. days from now, yeah. So, so, when does the preparation start? What exactly do you do? How did you get into it? Just tell us everything. Tell us everything. Well, the preparation starts, oh, months ago. I mean, we're always thinking about it. Um, and because it's a regular event, you know, Will is always doing something about the tournament. But we put up, um, we sort of start in earnest about the first of the year. Because mm-hmm. um, we moved, we moved it up, you know, it used to be in March. But once, once they moved to Brooklyn, it now takes place at the end of February. Um, and... Um, Basically, I started, uh, I went to the first tournament that um, he had in, uh, you know, 32 years ago. Wow. It was in uh, Connecticut at that time. Uh-huh. And there were about 140, maybe 149 people. And um, Will and I were friendly with Margaret Farah, who was the grand old lady of Crosswords. Mm-hmm. You know, was, was one of the three editors for the first Crossword. <clears throat> Burke was the... Um, first editor of the New York Times Crossword Puzzle, mm-hmm. and it was my job to transport Margaret to the tournament really? so that she could hand out the prizes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's an exciting <laughs> job to have. Yeah, it was fabulous. She was just such a fabulous lady. I mean, um, Will and I met her together in 1976, and she, di- um, and she died in, I think, 84, uh-huh. and... Um, 
And um, then after that first tournament, I started uh, to become one of the helpers, you know, judge, referee, etc. Uh-huh. And then when I moved to the city in the early 90s, I took on more of a role because um, it was easier for people to contact me, uh-huh. you know, living in New York. Right. And um, basically, I do everything. <laughs> I um, I answer the phone. I'm the point. You know, my name and uh, email and phone number is on the website, so people just want general information. You know, I do that. Uh-huh. At the tournament, I uh, you know help in any way that I can. There are you know other very important people also, and we all just try to do the best we can to make the tournament run as smooth as possible. Wow. And and how did uh, how was it being in Brooklyn last year? It was fabulous. Was it? <laughs> it was really fabulous. I I would say we had over the whole weekend about a thousand people. Wow. And um, did you? It was it was last year your first year? Last year was our yeah, first year. Both of us yes. went last year for the first time. Okay. Well, the, the final year at Stamford, which was the thirtieth tournament. Um, was very, um, you know, happy and sad. You know, we all loved Stanford. The, the Marriott uh, treated us very well. Uh-huh. We had a lot of wonderful times there. There, But basically, we outgrew the hotel. Right. The last tournament, we had to have two different solving venues, the main ballroom upstairs and uh-huh. a smaller ballroom downstairs. And that's just not, you know, the way to run a tournament. Right. We literally outgrew the place. Wow. So we looked around for something in, in you know, in in the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Marriott at the Brooklyn Bridge really felt, you know, fit the need. Now, do you, can you divulge what's the turnout looking like for this tournament? It's almost the same as last year. Uh-huh. A little bit, a little bit slower, but not. You know, considering the economy, it's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah? Good. Excellent. Yeah. Good. But a little bit slower is good, so I might rise in my rankings. Right. That's <laughs> I finished... Now, the thing is, you know, at the last minute, there's a huge surge. No. No, 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 no. Helene, you need to please lock the <laughs> they, gates. They can register at the door. No, they can't, because no, we're no, going to no. stop that. We're going to put guards up at the door and keep... No. Tyler is not going to be allowed on the premises. Uh, oh, I think... No, no. Well, we're gonna we're gonna kick him out. No. He's gone. Uh, they're they're all gone. Howard Barkin is gone, and John Delphin is gone. Yeah. We're just we're gonna excise Brooklyn of all of these brains. Oh, it's, just, it's so funny. I just heard I heard from all of them. You know, this week. So I think they, I think they're on their way to Brooklyn. Oh, we want a trophy. I know. I really thought. I mean, I finished five hundred and sixty fourth. So I really thought I had so much room for improvement. <laughs> now, is there a most improved player trophy? Let's look into yeah, that let's look if into we that can for... in the next 11 days. Because I have done in this past year the most improving I can possibly do. <laughs> right, so, like, after, right. after yeah, this tournament, I will have... What about the person who came in 699? So that person might move, that now, person might move up. I have to tell you, look, looking at last year's scores, it looked like the person who came in 699th didn't stay for the whole thing. Yes. So I don't think they're coming back. That, that really does happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's no reason to give up. I mean, I finished 610, and I did all the puzzles. <laughs> yeah, I think you might, you might have finished last for anybody who did all seven I think, puzzles. I think that's true. Is that you? Yeah. That... Well, but, but there are people who come, um, you know, um, 
three years. I just want to see if they did improve. Really, a lot of people, it's just a game between, um, you know, it's a game with themselves. Yeah. Could I get better? Yeah. You know, am I better this year than I was last year? Now, let me ask you, uh, 32 years ago, uh, did, who, how prominent was Will Shorts? He was able to get over 100 people to the tournament. I mean, did people at that point, was Will Shorts already a big name in the industry? I don't think it was that so much as the fact that it hadn't been done before. There okay. were crossword tournaments during the craze, um, you know, in the 1920s when there was a crossword craze. Um, but this is the first one that was recent. And uh-huh. um, I, the Marriott promoted it, the Marriott and Stanford promoted it. Okay. And I think, um, you know, I think I think that was part of it. Plus, I think they had heard of him a little bit. I believe he was at games at the time. Oh, he was already at games. Okay. I okay. think so, yes. And, um, or he, or, or he had gotten some press about being the only person in the world who had the degree in enigmatology. Right, right. And that's, I think, the thing that drew people in. Plus, as I said, you know, with the first one. So there was a lot of interest in it. I feel like Will Shorts might be somebody who's like 500 years old because he seems like he's always been around, but he's always always looked about the same age. Yeah, yeah. yeah he doesn't change that much. Um, no, it's just that he, he gets um, well. You know, he started he started solving very young, and um, he made a name for himself when he was quite young. So yes, he's been around. But but I think Ryan's right. He hasn't changed. Like I've seen pictures of him from thirty years ago. Yeah, he looks exactly. He's the same. same. I mean, it's did he, did he grow a mustache when he was four and just sort of that's it. And just kept it, yeah. Yeah, and just <laughs> kept it ever since. So now now Helena, a little bit about you and your your crossword uh, history. When did you start solving? When did you start constructing? Tell us about that. Okay. Well, when I came home from the hospital as a baby, there was no television in my crib. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I started out doing puzzles, uh, uh, puzzle magazines my mother would buy for me when uh-huh. I was six years old. And I got hooked wow. on puzzles, and I just was became addicted at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in high school, we had to read the New York Times every day for, um, you know, history and geography and social studies classes. Right. And, of course, I found the, I found the crossword there. Right. And um, I started to solve it, and I got very addicted, uh-huh. uh, you know, to that. And then um, I, I was a teacher, I was married, I had children, and I um, was working in a library, and I found out about the National Puzzlers League. Uh-huh. I looked in a book of um, organizations, and I found the National Puzzlers League. I joined with about $5 to join then. And I read about Will Shorts uh, getting a degree in enigmatology. So I wrote to him, and we started corresponding, and um, he came to visit um, my family and me, and uh, we became friends, and he got um, an offer to do a book about the history of puzzles, but he was just starting law school. Uh-huh. He didn't, you know, didn't have the time to do it, so he gave the assignment to me, and I wrote The Puzzler's Paradise. And um, then one thing led to another, and I got hooked on doing puzzles for children because I was a former teacher, uh-huh. and I knew how interested I was as a child in puzzles. Uh-huh. So basically, I've done most of the 66 books that I've written are for children. And it's uh, that, you can find those... Between the ages of 3 and 12. 
between the ages of three and twelve. And and are they all crossword puzzles or are they? No, uh, they're everything. Uh, word games. Word and, games. Um, they're even some of them are visual, even though I can't draw. You know, I can give the ideas to uh -huh. an artist. Uh huh. And a whole bunch of different things, word searches and um, crisscrosses and uh, codes and you know all sorts of wordplay. And what what do you find? Do you, do you know the kids? Do they have a favorite puzzle? Favorite type of puzzle? Word searches. Word searches? Love, love, love. Word searches are fun. <laughs> they just see a word search and immediately I'll just pick up a pencil and start. Really? That's, Fabulous. That's great. And and these books, you can find them on, on puzzlesforkids.com? Is that? It's www.puzzles4kids.com. All right, we'll, 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 we'll link to that. We'll on. link to that. And also, I, I notice on, on Amazon.com, there's. 74 listings when your name is put in as... as yeah, well, some of them are repeats. <laughs> some of them are, but still, there there are zero listings when my name goes into an Amazon search. <laughs> so, that can change. So, so, after you're on this um, panel, you're... Um, right. I'm going to get a book deal. Your going to rise. Absolutely. Yes. I, I'm looking forward to rising. <laughs> <laughs> I, think you re I really think it's going to... Um, you're going to be very pleasantly surprised. All right, well... This, I, is, this is a fabulous audience because they're all, they're all smart, okay? And the witty um, wordplay that goes on during the weekend is really very funny. And people are constantly, you know, they're constantly talking and they're uh, obsessing about clues and answers and definitions, etc. But they're also funny. There are a lot of funny people and they also also play a lot of games. Some of them stay up all night playing games. I don't know if you noticed that last year. We did notice that. Yeah, uh, Helene, I, I have to say, you're, you're kind of scaring the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, because you know, you've said lots of things here that don't describe me. You've said smart and witty and funny and and like and 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 playing games implies social skills and like these are I I have, I'm terrified now I absolutely you, terrified. You can sit in the corner and just watch. I, that, that's what I do. That's that's what I do. That's right. what I will do. You're very encouraging. I like you that. You you you. You know what it is. Everyone has a chance. You're playing on an even playing field. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Stop. No, stop. There's stop. no even playing field. In the same way with Tyler, you have you have you have a fact. Everyone, you meaning the general audience, you have a chance to win. Right, because in the in the in the moment that everybody flips over their page, we are all facing a blank grid. Right. Well, so, uh, anything can happen. It's like running a marathon. There, there are always surprises. Well, see, that's another thing I am incapable of doing: running a marathon. <laughs> well, most of us are incapable of running twenty-six miles. That's, that's, right. That's very difficult. I, I for think. The body. I think but twenty-six a lot feet. Of people do prepare for this. A lot of people time themselves. They they buy books of puzzles. They try to do as many puzzles you know as they can. And now there's so much stuff online, right? You know that you can you can download. You don't have to run out and buy every newspaper in, in existence. But um, they I believe they do they do um, time themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, to see how quickly how quickly they can do uh, they can do the puzzle. Well, so then we have a shot. We have a shot. Uh, we have a shot. <clears throat> absolutely. So I'm looking forward to seeing you in the winner's circle, Ryan. <laughs> okay. Well, I, uh, I, we'll both be there. I will. You'll be in the corner, and I'll. I'll be, be in the corner watching. You'll <laughs> you'll win all the divisions. Now you probably can't talk about who's constructed for this tournament. Oh, I'm not allowed to tell. Of, of course, you're not allowed to tell that information. But I will. But this is one thing that I will tell you. Okay. Um, 
Maura Jacobson always has a puzzle at the tournament. Right. She's Excellent. the only constructor who's had one for all 30, 32 years. Excellent, excellent. Well, I ver- I'm not giving anything away. No, I, I actually voted for hers last year as my favorite of the week, of the weekend. Well, I, I, she, is a, she is a favorite. People love her. Yeah, yeah. She really does a, a wonderful job. Her, her puzzles are fun and people leave. You know, it's always the sixth puzzle on, you know, that, that's the, one, the last one on Saturday. And people right. leave smiling. Well, because they've just dealt with Puzzle 5, and then anything after that. That's right. Puzzle 5 has killed everybody, and then you need something. You need the comic release. Yeah, yeah. you need... So Puzzle 5 will again be the, the death puzzle, right? Um, it's I always... Oh, come on. <laughs> well, we're right, going to assume fine. that it probably is. Yeah, well, I assume that they all are. They all kill me. <laughs> but, uh... Well, thank you so much, Helene. We... we, we very much look forward. We're looking forward so much to the tournament, and we look forward to uh, meeting you. Yes, uh, and I just want to say, you know, that we have this Food Network Chef is going to be preparing um, this year's buffet, buffet menu on Sunday, so it's going to really? be something different. What Food Network Chef? Uh, that's going to be, if you look on the, on the uh, webpage on, under the um, schedule, uh-huh. you will see we have the awards lunch, a surprise Food Network Chef will be preparing this year's buffet. I'm very excited for the Sunday buffet. So am I. I, I, I so like it's that. It's going to be something different, and um, it, it's going to be a very interesting year. And um, I think, um, uh, you know, the person who invented Ken Ken is going to be there. He's going to be giving out the prizes. They're going to be um, the, the bloggers panel, which we've never had before, the Food Network, the um, you know different different types of puzzles for Friday night, and lots of lots of vendors. All right. Well, thank you so much, Helene. And thank you so much. It's been wonderful. We'll, Thanks. We'll see you in 11 days. Okay. All right. All right bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Helene Havano. Oh, see? Look at that. Helene Hovanek. 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 Helene Hovanek. Will Shorts' right-hand woman. Uh, the point person for the, ACPT. Uh-huh. Now, she has completely intimidated us, and we're not going to go. No, no. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come down with the flu. Yes. And also rickets. <laughs> And uh, some other things. So, and, yeah, there it is. Yeah, I'm going to break my finger so I can't write. <laughs> and I will not set foot in Brooklyn. I, I, will, I will not. We won't. I will go north instead, uh, away from Brooklyn. Yeah, we, what we need to do is, is share the sad news that uh, we are not able to do a Grimaldi's meal Before. prior to the uh, Friday night bloggers panel, which had been our intention. Uh, Ryan and I have both been uh, called to another obligation that afternoon. And so we can't get to, to Grimaldi's in time to have lunch with everybody. So you guys should That is a sad go. story. Yeah, you should all go wait in line at Grimaldi's anyhow and get pizza there. <laughs> it is delicious um, pizza. I hear that it's wonderful. I've it, never been. I cannot believe you've never been. I cannot, it I've is never the been. most delicious pizza you'll ever eat in your life. Yeah. Well, so uh, that, that is it. That is uh, episode 40 and 1. It is. Uh, we're going to have one more episode before the ACPT. Yep. Featuring uh, Tyler... Hinman, insert kick-ass kick nickname, nickname here. Where we have some uh, interesting stuff lined up for him. Yeah. Uh, and we're also giving away uh, CDs at the tournament. Right, but if you're listening to this, you don't need one because you've just heard this. The right. CDs are for the people who haven't listened yet. Right. Have, are, have we started yet? Have we started? <laughs> Episode 40. I forgot to say this. This is the last thing I'm going to say. I actually had a dream about the panel the other night. Yeah. And on the panel, <laughs> on the panel, we're all being introduced 
Where, and, and, you know, Amy says who she is, and Rex, and Jim, and even you. Uh-huh. And then I leaned into the microphone, and I went, have, have we started yet? Have we started? <laughs> I was such a dork. Yeah, it's going to be, oh. it's going to be interesting. Oh, it, in my dream, I humiliated myself. What's it going to be like in real life? <laughs> uh, all right, that is it. Are we done? See you next week. Same time. Same <laughs> yeah, the time being whenever you feel like downloading us. And goodbye. <laughs> you go again with that. Goodbye. <laughs> that's how I end. <laughs> that's my end. That's your end like twice now, ever, in your life. You're like 50 years old. It's twice you've done that. <laughs> goodbye. Enough. Enough. Well, why don't you just shut the microphone off? We'll be done. Say it a different way. Goodbye.